A reading from Luke 13, 22-27. Then Jesus went through the towns and villages, teaching as he made his way to Jerusalem. Someone asked him, Lord, are only a few people going to be saved? He said to them, Make every effort to enter through the narrow door, because many, I tell you, will try to enter and will not be able to. Once the owner of the house gets up and closes the door, you will stand outside knocking and pleading, Sir, open the door for us. But he will answer, I don't know you or where you are from. Then you will say, We ate and drank with you and you taught in our streets. But he will reply, I don't know you or where you are from. Away from me, all you evildoers. Make every effort to enter through the narrow door. We just talked a few minutes ago about how Jesus, he's the gate. And so I think when people read this for the first time, sometimes they think striving through that narrow door, does that mean we're saved by works or being good? But you have to remember, you have to read scripture within scripture. And we know what the right gate is, what the right door is. And the right gate, the right door is Jesus himself. And I think for some, that can lead to a spiritual apathy. But Jesus, he's fighting against the spiritual apathy. I love it because this individual that comes to him and asks him about salvation, they're concerned about other people's salvation. And he personalizes it. He says, no, you need to be concerned about your own salvation. And he says, make every effort. The word there in the ESV is strive. And um, the word in Greek is agonize, right? So it's actual agonizing to enter through the gate of Jesus. So is it works? Is it Jesus? Well, we strive to enter through him through him. Uh, so as you were speaking, I thought of the uh, rich young man and mm. uh, the three versions of it, but uh, uh, Mark's is in the chapter 10, the 17th. And I think it's worth reading because it really, uh, you address this uh, perfectly. Uh, and as he was setting out on his journey, a man ran up and knelt before him and asked, good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said to him, why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments, do not murder, do not commit adultery, do not steal, do not bear false witness, do not defraud, honor your father and your mother. And he said to him, teacher, all these things I have kept from my youth. And Jesus looked at him, loved him and said, to him, you lack one thing, sell all that you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and come and follow me. And of course, uh, the young man had so much that he felt disheartened uh, by what Jesus said to him and he went away sorrowful. Um, the reason I bring that up and I read that is one of it's my favorite things, but it also, I see myself in it. Mm. And I think a lot of people do. And they they say to themselves or out loud, what is the cost of following Jesus? Mm. Uh, and the answer to that, the cost is everything. Mm -hmm. um, 
when Jesus said, sell all you have, he was also saying, replace it with something that's infinitely better. Mm-hmm. Belief that I have come to save you and to anybody else who wishes to be saved, uh, I have come for you. Mm-hmm. Um, come, follow me. Uh, these things in real life, the, the, when I say contemporary life, are the hardest, I think the greatest struggles that all of us have. Because, you know, things that we have, and, and you know, when I, I sold my house that I've been in 35 years, um, you know, a while back now, uh, I was shocked at how much I had cluttered my life with, how much mm-hmm. was there that needed to be discarded. Mm-hmm. And, and actually was acting as a uh, kind of a barrier between me and Christ. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even know it. Mm-hmm. So I think that we all struggle with this. Um, but I think that, you know, what you were reading and what I read, you know, kind of, it, it gives a kind of indication of what we're struggling with and what the answer is. Mm-hmm. 